listen, guys, I know being a waterfowl hunter with the ammo shortage or maybe they're just flying off the shelves can be kind of difficult. And then, you know, when you do find something, it's not what you want. I'll give you my two cents on it. I think Apex Ammunition has definitely made a dent into the waterfowl community. Um, They're coming in a strong way. They have some of the best ammunition on the market. Um, Whether you're a turkey hunter, a waterfowl hunter, a deer hunter, uh, maybe a coyote hunter, they've got something over there for you. Uh, On the waterfowl side, they've got the steel for 12 and 20. They've got the TS, uh, TSS S3 Steel Blend, and then they have the TSS Waterfowl, um, and also the Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat Blend. Uh, they've got quite a few different options over there. Uh, the patterning is awesome. Uh, the casings, you know, everything is just top of the line. Um, being a veteran and American company, uh, it's awesome to have them a part of this podcast. Y'all go check out Apex Ammunition on Instagram and apexammunition.com. Hey, you might need a new uh, a gun strap for the shotgun uh, that you that you use on a daily basis, or maybe you need a uh, a new lanyard for your duck call. Maybe you need a tote to haul around all them ducks y'all be killing. Because I see some of y'all. VPC Lanyards has a variety of handmade products when it comes to that. You can get a uh, tote, a lanyard, gun strap, maybe a belt, some sunglass strap, Jeep handles, you name it. Our boy Wes over at VPC's got you covered. Multiple different colors, multiple different styles. Uh, If you haven't seen his work, go check out VPC Lanyards on Instagram or Facebook. Check out some of the styles he's got, some of the color options he's got. Best in the business, 110%. Go check out BPC Lanyards on Instagram and Facebook. Tell them the Quack Shack sent you. Welcome back to another episode of the Quack Shack Podcast. Thank you for listening, liking. Thank you for following us on Instagram at the Quack Shack Podcast. If you're not yet doing that, we would really, really, really appreciate you going over there and doing that. At the Quack Shack Podcast on Instagram. We are uh, here for another episode. Turkey season's uh, starting up. Um, it is March uh, 20. What is today? The 20th. It was like 35 degrees this morning here in Texas. Um, typical, typical Texas weather. Um, you know, it's just part of it. But let's dive into this week's episode. Super excited about this one. Let's go. Everybody needs a pair of waders when you're waterfowl hunting. Sometimes you need hip boots. Sometimes you just need some mud boots. But majority of the time, you need a pair of waders. When you're choosing your waders, you want something that performs well, something that's going to last, and for some of us, something that looks good. Gator Wader checks all those boxes when it comes to waders. Uh, they've got a variety of camouflage patterns, some solid patterns, and also the exclusive Gator Waiter patterns, the 7 and the 7 Brown. Uh, very good-looking waders. I've used them for years. They last, they look great, like I said, and they perform well. 
Um, while you're over there, check out their jackets they've got. I prefer the bog jacket. It's absolutely amazing. Keep you warm. It's got a variety of different pro- uh, pockets that you can uh, use and access at any time. Go check them out at GatorWaiters underscore outdoors on Instagram and GatorWaiters.com. Use code QuackShack10 at checkout. Something that is a, a key component to waterfowl hunting is a duck call. You know, sometimes they'll just fall in the hole if they really want there. Sometimes you got to get them in there. And to get them in there, you need a duck call. We choose Slayer Calls for multiple reasons. Slayer Calls has some of the nicest sounding calls on the market. They look great. They sound great. They work great. Um, we've uh, We've used them for several years now, and they keep coming out with some of the craziest ideas that work so well. Um, like the whistle that they uh, they just dropped. It is 10 times louder than the whistle you have on your lanyard. I can almost guarantee it. Um, it just it's it, it works great, sounds great. Uh, they have a cut down call. They've got a couple different variety of colors over there as well. Also, if you're a turkey hunter, they've got some diaphragm calls. And also, if you're an elk hunter, they've got you covered over there with one of the most remarkable elk calls, elk bugles on the market. Check them out at Slayer Calls on Instagram, slayercalls.com. Use code QuackShack25 at checkout. All right, today's guest is a uh, is a very talented photographer, uh, videographer, and makes the best shotgun ammunition on um, on the planet, in my opinion. You know, there's some good stuff out there, but this is by far some of the best stuff that we've ever shot, and uh, happy to have them as a sponsor. Today we have Mr. Jared Lewis from Apex Ammunition. What's up, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing great, Oh, doing man. good. Doing great. Awesome. So, uh, where are you from? Columbus, Mississippi. Columbus, Mississippi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Born and raised? Oh, yeah. 100%. There you go. Yeah, back in the hometown. That's right. That's right. There's a really good turkey hunting around there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends on where you go. You know what I mean? You go, yeah. Hey, man, dude, compared to where we live, it's a it's oh, good man. turkey hunting. There, there ain't one to find around here. Where are y'all at? East, East Texas. Texas. Okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're probably a little bit better than y'all. Now, birds probably a little harder than than normal, but yeah, uh, but we, we 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 do pretty good in the area that I live. Not that you know, I didn't grow up turkey hunting or anything, but I I've probably seen two turkeys in the area I've lived, and I've I've lived here in this part of East Texas for about 12, 13 years. And I think I've seen two. So we don't have a whole lot, but. That's not, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, no. But I can tell you what we do have. We have some pretty nice white tails. And obviously the hogs are just stupid around here. But, and it used to be some really good duck hunting. But <clears throat> we had to travel for the past six, seven years. But this past year, we were, they were. Man, we, we were super blessed to have a, a very successful season here in East Texas. We usually travel wherever the road takes us, you know, anywhere from 
six to 11 states. I think Jackson touched like 13 last year. Um, but mm, we were luck, lucky to lucky to stay home this year and shoot some birds here in Texas. I hear hey, you. Can't, can't shoot them on the couch, man. No. No, you no. no you cannot. Got to get out there and earn That's right. Yes, so sir. let's uh let's dive into your to you a little bit. Um before you you know if anybody listening here doesn't know Jared Lewis or follow him on Instagram, he um you know, he he's got a lot of great content on his page and uh a lot of it i I assume a lot of the uh, apex stuff comes from you too but let's dive one thing we really like to do is dive into the person um themselves so where you you grew up in mississippi you grew up uh you grew up uh, a hunter from from the time you i guess you could walk or uh, how how explain that story to us oh yeah man i was I started deer hunting my dad when I was super young, uh, about five or six. You know, dad scared me a lot of times when I was like really young, probably too young to be climbing up a freaking ladder sand, but uh, he would scare me bow hunting with him. And I'd just sit up in sand, you know what I mean? And just yeah. be a kid, a five year old kid hanging out with my dad. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of where we cut our teeth was, was just a lot of, uh, a lot of deer hunting. Uh, I didn't, start duck hunting and turkey hunting until later on in life uh when i met people along the way but my dad's always been a huge deer hunter still is you know he uh-huh. loves turkeys he don't hunt up but yeah i mean since i and my first gun was a uh a 20 gauge remington youth 20 gauge youth model there you go oh heck yeah i deer hunted with and shooting slugs and uh man uh and then i, I graduated to a rifle uh, which was a cell millimeter eight youth model, and boy, I had some I had some times with with uh, <laughs> with them two guns, man. Yeah. I got I remember one time twenty gauge. I think I went like five or six, and it wasn't seated against my shoulder, and I was trying to shoot a doe with my dad in the deer stand, and I pulled the trigger, and it folded. I, it hit me so hard, it knocked me back into a metal chair and folded me up in the chair. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, that's rough. That's rough, I, and then. And then the uh, uh, the next my next gun, which was a rifle, the first year I shot, was I missed the doe, and got scoped by, bleeding all down my face, hollering and crying like a little. Oh yeah. Little oh yeah. But I tell you, learn. Dad dropped the doe in her track, and what was funny is uh, we were going down there to get the doe during the rut, and then this nice six point walked out, and we're like standing in the middle of the lane. And he ends up kind of going to the woods. And I was like, well, I think he'll come back. He's running that bow. You want to try to shoot him? I said, yeah. So with blood running down my face. And, <laughs> free, and you know, post-squalling. Post oh, I ended yeah. up shooting my first year to six point. But That's no, crazy. other than that, man, um, uh, born and raised here with a aircraft mechanic. Came back home from college and went to college at Delta State University in Moorhead. So that's where I kind of got my little duck hunting roots and yeah. um, ended up moving uh, moving back home. Became an aircraft mechanic and met my wife and she's a Air Force pilot. And then I met wow. Nick, whose were wife you, was also in the an service? Air Force pilot. You, you were in the service, weren't you? Yeah, so yeah. later on. Yeah. So after I met my wife, I I joined the I joined the army. Thank you for your service. In the guard and was a thirteen alpha field artillery officer and 
kind of like all this stuff ties into how Apex was founded. So I met my wife. She was an aircraft mechanic. I mean, uh, she was a, a captain in the Air Force. She was a pilot, and I was an aircraft mechanic. You married the smart one. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Marry, 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 marry someone better than yourself, and That's then right. you know, you'll be better. No, be- no better in the, in the, end. the years. <laughs> yeah. So I met her, and then I go all well. I knew I'd known Nick prior, to her, so me and Nick were hunting buddies, and his wife was an Air Force pilot, and he was the engineer in the Air Force. And then, uh, my, you know, I married my wife and we move off to Kansas and, uh, she meets a girl there to school named Susie Lonsberry, who's my third partner, Jason's wife, oh, who, wow. who's also an air, air, uh, uh, air force pilot. And, um, so, uh, I go off to Bullock and so me, you know, inherently me and Jason become friends. So I leave Nick back in Columbus, me and Jason, I met Jason, me and Jason become real close. And then I go off to, Army bowl at Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Have a phenomenal deer duck season. So I'm, I'm oh, doing yeah. this master's level course of, of, you know, internal and external ballistics on, you know, on artillery, you know, yeah. have mobile howitzers, uh, self-propelled howitzers, not mobile howitzers, self-propelled howitzers, towed howitzers. And, um, so I, on the weekends, we're like hunting these, you know, hackberry flats and we're having a great duck season. Well, I come back. And the next year, I'm like, man, I want to go back because it's so awesome. I want to go back and hunt again. So I called Nick. You know, I was like, hey, you want to come to, you know, Hackberry Flats up home when we hunt public land? He's like, yeah, I'm down. And I, you know, I asked Jason. Jason's like, so yeah, I'm down. So <laughs> we all meet up. And then, you know, in this like shack in Davidson, Oklahoma, you know, eating a le- legit DiGiorno pizza, drinking Miller Light. And, um, <laughs> Uh, next to this porcelain bunny, uh, we, uh, we filled on the counters. It's like, well, I mean, this house was horrible. Uh, we found that we found Apex ammunition right there. It was a Martin Luther King weekend. That's and, crazy. uh, two months later, we pulled together. Well, during between then and between then, our first Shopify sale, we, uh, we pulled in $20,000 of our own money. There you go. Bought a bunch of stuff and April 13th of 2017 we opened the online store and we ended up selling uh, uh $13,000 in products in 10 minutes well, that sounds like it's a pretty successful launch then yeah yeah that's so, crazy uh, you know uh oh a hackberry is a good time man that's that's a, one of my favorite places to hunt yeah yeah oh yeah yeah definitely definitely uh hackberry's uh we did pretty good, man. Uh, during, well, that time we went for the, the public land hunt where we found an apex that wasn't as, as good as it was the previous year. But, man, I would get out of class on Friday, go scout Friday afternoon, and then Saturday morning we'd hunt. And then, you know, we'd scout Saturday afternoon, hunt Sunday morning. I mean, you know, I expected it to be like Mississippi public land where you got to show up like you know, no. 50,000 days. Fifty, you know, the, you got to show up the year prior, you know, to get, <laughs> yeah, your to get to hold your spot. Yeah, but no, we showed up. I remember me and my buddy, we slept on a bank. You know, it was like thirty yep. degrees, thirty mile an hour north wind. We pull our bivy sacks out. And we're sleeping mm. on the bank at like twelve o'clock at night, and I wake up at like three, and we're like, all right, we got to get our spot. You know, we're trying to, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, as the as the morning is progressing, I'm like, dude, where's all the trucks? Like. You know, nobody's coming, and we literally were the only people there. Wow. The only people were there ended up killing a 
a two man a two man limit. So you, you know, in about yeah. an hour, but but yeah, I mean great. that place is hit or miss. So if you're if yeah. you're out there, you're gonna go visit Hackberry Flats. I promise you, like it was good that year, but it was definitely not. Well, not I can tell you, I can tell you this year it didn't have a single drop of water on it. There was not a single bird on it. So, so yeah, so you know it's hit or miss. So, but we we hit pretty good that year. But yeah, we ended up killing 154 ducks between me and my buddy that year. Just two that, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Public land just on the weekends while you're in the yeah. army up there at Fort Sill. Yeah. So, I, but you don't still live in Lawton, do you? Oh no, no, I live in Columbus. But Lawton was just I was just yeah. there for five, yeah. you know, five months. Yeah, Lawton's a rough place to be. Yeah. Oh my it god, is. dude. It yeah. Is. <laughs> I can't remember the bar we used to. I can't remember the bar we used to go there every night. But like the some of like the younger cats would go. I, I went one time. I think for me. I joined Army late. You know, a lot of guys will join at 18 or whatever. I, you know, yeah. I was 27. You know, I, yeah. I, uh-huh. I knew what I wanted to do and kind of serving my country was kind of my thing. And, that's right. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. Ended up ended up deploying. So when we started Apex, uh, probably two, actually four months after we started Apex, Nick went to Turkey. And then six months after that, I went to Syria and then, uh, uh, I think prior prior to Nick, like right there in that summer, prior to Nick going to Turkey, Jason went to Germany and supported his wife. That's we were crazy. all three overseas at one point in time, and my dad was kind of holding down the fort and doing that. So, yeah, that's but yeah, crazy. that's crazy. Well, fu- thank you for your service, and uh, I appreciate that. And thank you for creating uh, ammo that is absolutely amazing. By the way, um, thank you. We uh, we're love apex a lot of you know i feel like uh i feel like apex has definitely made a significant dent into you know the waterfowl industry 100 percent. and then you know we I, I met you at nwtf this year and i've never been a turkey hunter and i just realized how you know being in the waterfowl industry, you know, it's, it's, it seems so huge. And it, I mean, it's really not, if you think about it at the end of the day, but like, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of great companies out there. And I just, you know, I guess small minded and didn't think that much about turkey hunting, but the turkey industry is absolutely on fire when, when, you know, we, we have a lot of guests come on that are, massive waterfowl hunters and then you know they also turkey hunting deer hunting you know based off their social media you know you would think they're like diehard waterfowlers but like a, a few of them you know i i would say probably half of the people that we talk to that you know do both are like oh turkey turkey hunting all the way you know if they had to choose so yeah when i went to nwtf we we were gonna go last year didn't make it and then i went this year and i just realized like holy cow like there's a bunch of you know turkey hunters i guess just you know that that side of the industry is massive too and yeah and the uh the uh response you know i hung out at y'all's booth for a while and the the response on the you know just the people that were coming up and and just watching and observing like the amount of turkey loads and stuff that y'all were selling and people that were coming up there, you know, um, with their, 
I, I, I can't remember how many vests of the Fox vest they did, but I know y'all did something with them where they, uh, they, they got, a uh, some ammo or something after the fact of getting the vest and like just sitting there watching. I was like, holy cow, like this is turkey hunting's a, a big deal. Yeah. So, um, it, it's very different, you know, with between turkey and waterfowl. So turkey hunters are very rooted in tradition. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a massive amount of care, uh, when it comes to, um, just, just conservation and the bird in general, uh, and the history, you know, with Tom Kelly, you know, kind of where we come from with Fox A's and the whole turkey restock and, and everything, uh, you know, waterfowl, I don't, you know, you know, not a lot of waterfowlers know who Nash Buckingham was, you know what I mean? Uh Beaver Dam Lodge and, you know, all the, the shooting is gentlemen and, and all all the all the good books, but uh, I, you know it's just I, you know you have more. It feels like to me in the turkey industry, uh, you have more uh, talks about tradition and 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 uh, people that had come before you uh, than you really do in the in the waterfowl space. Because what you know, waterfowl is a real um, uh, how can I say it uh, social sport. You For know, one hundred percent. You not have you know you have to be still, but you're not really having to be quiet. You know, yes. you talk and bull or. You know, turkey hunting, you know, once you sit against the tree, you know, probably going to have to shut up and be still. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but now, um, yeah, so, and also, you know, there's, you know, it surprises me that, you know, there's more, there's more turkey hunters uh, than there are waterfowl hunters. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I stretch. Uh, I want to say it's like on X, the guys were saying it was like four to five million turkey hunters and the two to three million waterfowl hunters. That's it looks like. You know, there's more waterfowl hunters, but you guys think you're all congregating the water. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, do you do you think, um, you know, someone that you know, you you grew up turkey hunting, you have a business based around that as well, as uh, you know, as well as other you know waterfowl and stuff as well. But as someone who's turkey hunted and, like I said, has the ammunition for turkey hunting, has uh, has it always been like? Has turkey hunting and the um, everything that comes with it always been as big as it is now, or is it it's turkey hunting like making like a huge comeback? Or man, I think I think turkey hunting right now. If I had to, if I had to give an opinion, I think turkey hunting is probably the, one of the fastest growing outdoor sports today. Yeah, it seems um, that way for sure. You know, for for the longest time, you know. Um, Shoot, man, you had, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't have uh, regulations on turkey hunting. Like in New York State, you know, uh, Ben Rogers Lee went up and taught a a class on on turkey hunting um, to, like, uh, state officials and, and game wars and stuff, you know, for them to have their, their first, you know, ever regulated turkey season. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always been kind of one of those things that was pushed to the back burner. I mean, if you talk to a lot of people, you know, um, in, in like northern states, it almost seems like the further north you get, the less people really get why you turkey hunt. Okay. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, if, if you look at it, like I've, I've talked to several people and you, you know, you go to a house and knock and say, hey, man, you mind if I hunt those turkeys? Like, you hunt those? Like, <laughs> you know, what do you, you know, <laughs> you hunt those? Like, I got like literally, like I could, I could sit on my porch and kill them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's almost yeah, like. Yeah, that's some, when you know you're some somewhere good. Too easy. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, hundred percent. But some, a lot of those people, it's, it's something like it, it's too easy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And a lot of, yeah. a, lot of a lot of people are like, you know, and that that's what's crazy is like a lot of people too are like, oh yeah, 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 kill as many as you want. And I was like, well, you know, sir, this is a this is a one bird state. I'm, I apologize, but I can't do that. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I can only kill one of them, buddy. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it, just turkey hunting's very, you know, southern based, yeah. heavily southern based thing you know what i mean because it, it's just uh, not that easy down yeah. here you know yeah uh, and i just you know when you see some strutting around in your driveway a lot of people are like you know why would i waste my time with it? yeah yeah no so that's well, kind of the same way we went up we, we went up and freelance we'll go freelance in some states up north too and and uh it's kind of the same way you go say hey can i can i duck hunt out here They're like oh you hunt those stinky things yeah, i'm like yeah man I, I, I enjoy it <laughs> yeah kill all of them yeah please <laughs> So, so one thing, you know, that I've, I've noticed and I've, you know, we started this podcast like two years ago and we've been invited several times on some turkey hunts and I I still haven't been, but I've been paying a lot more attention on social media, you know, watching people's videos of turkey hunting and stuff. And it seems like, now don't get me wrong, like this, this might come across like I don't get excited about duck hunting, which I absolutely do. And a lot of people do, but it seems like when you drop a turkey, you know, the excitement that they get, it's like almost overwhelming to to a lot of people. Like like if somebody shoots a massive buck, you know, like you can barely breathe, yeah. you can't calm down. Like I see a lot of that going on with turkey. Like you don't really see that in the waterfowl industry, I guess just because you can shoot so many per day or whatever it is. Now, don't get me wrong. I get excited when we shoot a bunch of greenheads or we shoot something – you know, some other species of duck or, uh, or maybe like a band or whatever, but it, you, you get a lot of that major excitement. Like I said, like you, you can't control your excitement when, when, when you see these people like shooting these birds, uh, on, on social media. That's one thing I've really noticed about turkey hunting is it, it's kind of almost goes hand in hand to shooting like a big buck. Yeah. So for me, you know, when it comes down to turkey hunting, um, what ex- what's exciting for me is, you know, I'm, you know, when I reverse the natural order of things. So the yeah. the, the the turkey's out there gobbling, he's gobbling, telling hens to come to him, right? Yeah. When in reality, I'm calling to him and I'm trying to make him abandon what he's doing in order to come find me, mm-hmm. right? And you know, there's not many animals out there that. You can, I mean, you got, what is it? I mean, I think just one other, that's a, that's an elk, but there's, you know, between the elk and a turkey, you can converse with them and know that they're conversing back to you. Yeah. Um, you know, y'all are talking back and forth and that's what is exciting to me is, is playing, playing the game with him, you know? You know, he's yeah. gobbling and I'm yelping and, and, and I'm trying to use the woods. I'm trying to use tactics. Uh, to try to trick him into um, coming to me, you know, and I know there's a big controversy controversy around reaping and stuff like that. But mm. you know that my I don't I'm not I'm not a reaper. You know what I mean? My preference yeah. is is to is to trick him. Yeah, no um, doubt, and, no doubt. And you know uh, that that's just that's what excites me is when I can make him, you know, utilize my knowledge of the woods. You know, because you're on his home turf. Yeah, you know my knowledge of the woods versus him, and I'm gonna try to, you know, uh, 
you know, just trick him into coming in and, yeah. and taking a peek long enough to get one in the face. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you think what, about it, kind of, if you think about it, like you have to, you know, when you're, you're duck hunting, you know, like obviously you want to try to be as camouflaged as possible, but sometimes it really don't matter. But when it comes to yeah. a, a turkey, I mean, you def you have to be hidden like really good. I assume you know just based like I said, I've never turkey hunting, but just based off watching videos and stuff, like you have to. I mean, those guys are like they wear masks to cover up, and oh yeah, like you really have to be hidden. And like like you were saying, you got to call them in and like conversate with them and convince them like that your decoy is a sure enough live bird, and they come within, you know, 35, 40 yards, I guess, from you. And, like, I guess yeah. I could see where that is, like, more – I guess uh, it's hard. It's hard to say because it sounds bad. But well, I guess more I can, rewarding than getting a dozen birds to drop down, I, I guess. it's not, Like I said, it sounds bad, but I could see where that is 100% the case. Oh, no, dude. I mean, I thought I was trying to tell you I got to get you on a turkey out this year also because, dude, there's nothing like, you know, call at them through the woods and hear them just get closer and closer and closer. And then finally you get that first look at them and you're like, oh, you're done. Yeah. You're done. And then when you get that bird on the ground, dude, it's honestly, it's more exciting to me than shooting a deer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's to see the adrenaline rush, you know, and especially because you know you worked that bird. You know, you made him come to you. He wasn't just coming to a feeder, you know? Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you just, for me too, it's like when they come in all quiet and you, all you can hear them is spitting and drumming and, you know, they got extremely good eyesight, so you can't see them, but obviously if you move, I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to see you, you know, and it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a damn, if I could, if I could uh, put it, if I could inject it in my veins, that feeling, <laughs> I would. That's crazy. <laughs> so let's, uh, that's awesome, man. I, I definitely, we're going to have to do something this year, Jackson, because when I went to, went to, to Nashville for that NWTF show, I, you know, seeing all them people around there that were absolute, you know, there's a lot of waterfowl stuff there too, but like seeing all those people that were just overwhelmed and consumed with turkey, I would like turkey hunting and turkey calls and the vest and seeing all the people that were trying to get the vest and trying to get their apex ammunition. And like, it was super cool to just as someone who doesn't do it, just sit back and watch and we're like, man, that, these people were ate up with that stuff. You know what I mean? I can remember a time where I was, I so I didn't grow up deer, uh, duck hunting. I grew up deer hunting, hog hunting, and I started in high school um, about twelve years ago, duck hunting. And I, you know, I remember then, like, man, these guys are always talking about all these ducks are killing, and I got invited by some buddies, and so I can kind of see. But my honest opinion is like, these turkey hunters are freaking crazy, dude. They are bona fide turkey hunters and they you know they they're gonna get what they want and they're like ate up with it so i'm definitely uh definitely gonna have to try to get me your a wife probably doesn't want year. you to start a new obsession though she probably wouldn't be too happy with me taking you turkey i kind of have a great excuse now that i have this pot we have this podcast so you know yeah uh, it, it's just part of the job now so <laughs> so one thing um you know when we started talking um earlier is we uh we kind of heard a little story about how Apex or was started, so take us back yeah. real quick uh to 
to that day with you and your buddies eating a DiGiorno and some Miller Lights, like what struck the idea to start this company? Yeah, so uh, Nick was, was, I mean, really, he was just playing with these waterfowl shells that he had made up. And, you know, he was making some, 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 uh, uh, some egregious shots, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. birds leaving the decoys. And, yeah. You know, it was just really that night me and Jason were uh, discussing with him, like, what it was and who was doing it. And, yeah. Nobody was doing it, you know, because the, the price of tungsten is extremely high. You know, you had an extremely high spike in 2015, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, which 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 caused a lot of heartache for some. Yeah. But, um, you know, the price was actually down and stable at the time we were talking about it. And uh, nobody was doing it, man. I mean, I, it was, you know, in, in hindsight, it was uh, the uh, um, um uh, it was the practice shells that would keep anybody else from trying it. So oh, yeah. our thing was this, you know, uh, what we were going to do is make the best shell we possibly can, regardless of price, and then we'll leave it to the consumer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to uh, whether they want to buy it or not. Now, is the juice juice worth the squeeze on it? Oh, yeah. It's 100%, 100% worth the squeeze, you know. In the waterfowl realm, you know, I always say I can make you a better shell, but I can't make you a better shot. Yeah. So uh, if if you're gonna sling, you know, one ounce of straight TSS, I hope that uh, <laughs> you're you're a pretty good shot because that's, that's uh, so funny. You're, you're gonna be heartbroken at the end of the day. Me and Jackson, we uh, we just got back from Baton Rouge. We went up there and did a podcast with somebody, and we were talking about that, like, hey, uh, you know, we, we we had these shells, and like, if somebody were to ask us to borrow them, we'd be like. Man, <laughs> like you're gonna, uh, are you gonna miss? Because I'm not just gonna keep handing yeah. you a handful yeah. of these things, you know. If you know, we shoot these because like we're confident that we're good shots, you know what I mean? That it's a great yeah. shot, it's gonna knock the bird down, but at the end of the day, it all falls on you whether or not you can put that gun where it needs to be and pull the trigger. And we're like, oh, yeah. I can tell you, so listen right now, you'll make some incredible shots if you're shooting some, hey. some Apex TSS and tungsten or something yeah. like that. You'll make some incredible shots, but you'll also have yourself looking silly. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you definitely want to make sure you're going to shoot a good shot. Cause you don't want to waste any shells. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it kind of, it kind of all depends. Yeah. At the end of the day, some people, some people will say shooting a six dollar shell, you know, it makes them pick their shots better. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Instead of running it to the plug every yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Those so, those quick three trigger pulls will definitely uh get less unless and you know, unless you, you're just that guy. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely uh, you know, you can shoot 12 gauge, one ounce, or whatever. But I mean, heck, 28 gauge, three quarter ounce, 28 gauge. We we fold graders. That's right. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Anybody I'm telling, anybody I tell, they ask what should I shoot at Sandhill Cranes. I got a buddy, a lot of buddies that hunt out in West Texas. I'm like, dude, you gotta get you some Apex, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You can actually still shoot lead at at uh, Sandhill. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, which is odd enough, but not considered a waterfowl. So yeah, yeah which is super odd. So, yeah. Anyway, so we can we can talk about that all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another but. thing uh, I really really want to dive into because 
Um, I I feel like, and this I'm not just saying this because you're on the podcast, and I'm not just saying this because Apex is a sponsor of this podcast. This is like my honest opinion on your photography and videography. It's it is it's incredible. It's some of the best photography and some of the videos that you've been releasing here lately. Um, going back to like the uh, the one. Uh, where the band is in the water all the way to like the Turkey videos you're, you're releasing now. Like, like I said, you know, I'm not over here trying to toot your horn or anything, but I'm being 100% honest. It is absolutely incredible, dude. Yeah, man. Well, um, uh, when it comes to the photography and videography, it was, uh, it was kind of a thing I was always into. Obviously I just didn't have the, you know, money to, uh, subsidize, uh-huh. uh, the equipment. And uh, when Apex took off, uh, Jason really knew that I was really into it, and uh, we bought, bought my first camera. Um, and it kind of was one of those things that when I got back from Florida, helped me a lot with my anxiety and stuff and stay yeah. focused. And, you know, I started messing with it, man. I worked really hard with it, worked really, really hard at it. I had a Nikon D850, and then uh, when, it, when I started, you know, progressing and getting better, uh, I mean, I've only been at this, I think four years now that's crazy um so uh i got a sony alpha one and uh i was really heavy into the photos and then uh you know the way the the world was changing with social media everything started gravitating towards videos and kind of i've taken a mindset different from then as i have now um a lot of people so you know it's it's like you know nowadays people are on social media or whatever it's like oh, you know yeah. like like i have to post i have to post something i have to post something right i gotta get something up you know when really and truly for for me and, and the way we run apex it is um you know is this is this does this move somebody right is this is this is this beneficial you know to our consumer base are they going to enjoy this yeah. you know it's not so much that I, we have to get something up as like you know does it meet the standard of what apex is and does it meet that that high quality you know because we make you a a a you know awesome premium shotgun shell well it should be no different in the content either you know what i mean i need to bring you you know good uh you know some of the best content also yeah um so now you're definitely doing that and i you know Based off of, you know, just my knowledge and knowing some people that run some of these companies and that the the photographers that they have, videographers that they have, there's not a whole lot of owner, you know, owners out there that are actually shooting the content for these companies. And so you're, in my eyes, you're one of the people that, that are doing it and like only doing it for years, man, like hats off like it's some crazy stuff like it really is and i'm sure you get that all the time and i'm sure you're- well, i love the gritty i love how gritty it is yeah oh yeah i'm a dark shooter man i'm a, I'm a super dark shooter i i like high contrast i just that's my that's my thing it's like you know that's what you know i look at something when i when i when i edit something or a video you know if it if it if it makes me feel a certain way if it moves me then it should uh, you know i feel like it will move yeah. other folks but it's it's like man like like i like so that last video, turkey video i did 
um, you know, I spent, I edited that for 10 hours straight. Yeah. Um, I sat down at the computer, didn't even drink a wa- uh, any water or take a piss, you know, that's sat crazy. there for 10 hours straight. And I promise you, if it wasn't to the standard that I wanted it to be, well, I'd have shut the computer and I'd have revisited it tomorrow and we'd have went another 10 hours. Yeah. So, um, that's it. But that's just my preference, man. Like, I'm just not here to just to post any pictures, you know, like you'd be, you'd be surprised that when I go out and get content, like, especially on the photography side, uh-huh. I'm really going for one photo. Yeah. Um, that's it. You know, if I can get some more yet, yeah, it just depends on how target rich the environment is. But like, I'm looking for, you know, that one shot, you know, magazine level, Heck, dude, I just started submitting to uh, Ducks Unlimited. You know, I've already submitted to them twice, and I've made spread photos two time, two out of two times so that's far. Crazy. That's crazy. Hey, yeah. That's pretty good odds right there. Yeah. Yeah, sure. so, uh, you know, but, but, but that's just, you know, like I said, going after, you know, you, you paint something in your mind, and you go after that. Same thing with video, but in the photography thing, either, you know, you can be a bulk shooter, and you can come across one every now and then, or you could just in your mind envision something and then go after that. And there's just, I mean, there's just all kinds of things. Like I'm self-taught, man. Like YouTube will only get you so far. And yeah. There's tricks that I've learned on how, like just in Lightroom to basically, you know, flip your lighting, you know, and, yeah. and, and make, you know, make your own lighting. Yeah. Um, and how you do things, um, you know, not just Photoshop, but, um, no, man, it's, it's just fun. Like I, yeah. I love it. I love, I love getting down creative and, uh, you know, just, just, you know, I, I want to wow everybody I can, you know what I mean? Oh, like no if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know what, you know. There's no, there's, there's no room for half-assery. I was just about um, to say, I could tell there's no half-ass in your blood based off, you know, no, sitting man. down for 10 hours. And if it, if it's not what you want, you'll close the computer and come back the next day and to try it again. One thing yeah. uh, that really caught my eye is two videos that when I start and I didn't follow you up until shoot, I don't know, a couple months ago, I guess it was during C, uh, it was probably late January. And, uh, I seen Apex post his video of this. It was the, uh, where you captioned it full send and how it had the, the red glow around the ducks. And then at the end, you know, the Apex. Oh yeah. I was like, holy cow. And I think that's the video I followed you off of. And then the one that really caught my eye is the band floating in the water and all the, uh, that, that hunt that y'all had that day. I was talking to Kyle that day. And then uh, a few days later, the next day or whatever, y'all posted the video and uh, the pictures, and I was like, "Dude, this is crazy, man!" Like the the, it's almost like realistically like movie quality Instagram reels. Like honestly, oh yeah, and that's what you got to do to be different. Like yeah. when we were out there on that hunt, heck, you could ask. Uh, his name's Riley. Uh, he's, he's Kyle Jones's real, real good buddy, and uh-huh. he was he he said he would he was sitting there watching the gear, like looking at me, and he could see like I could see your gears turning because, you know, we were sitting there packing up at the end of the hunt, 
and I'm looking down and I see this shell floating. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's floating up against the bank. And I, I kept, kept, you know, in my mind, I kept running back to the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like that, that scene, Saving Private Ryan, that was real, like, you know, somber. You know what I mean? Like the body, sure. blood floating, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking at these waterfowl shells, and I, I see them all just kind of floating up with the little waves. And I'm like, shit, man, like I could. You know, there's a lot of things that people talk about, but they don't talk about kind of like everything that like you hear. And, you know, yeah. it was kind of like that sights and sounds thing. You know what I mean? That's just kind of what we captioned it as. Yeah. And that's when I, I was thinking about that band. It was like, you know, for me, like it resonates with me. And like, I'm looking at this band floating in the water and I'm thinking, you know, um, Obviously, I put the band there, but it's it's almost like that 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 duck that that never you know that never got killed. He died of old age or or something like that. It's like mm. a story untold, and For sure. you know, and you know, then you you just get the feeling of like kind of like the stories you do get to tell. You know what I mean? And things you do remember um, uh, from a hunt. You know, your buddies. You know, you know, calling the shot or your dog whining or. Yeah. You know, just those, just those feelings. And that's what, that's what I try to make. That's what I try to do when I'm creating these is just, you know, can I, can I, can I resonate with you on a, on a, on another level as far as, yeah. you know, um, you know, try to, try to, you know, make, you know, tap into your feelings, you know, as well as. as, as well, you as do a great job of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. But no, it's it's grind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, no doubt, me, man. Uh, all of you, all the reels you do put, put out, like you said, like, that's something that you really put your time into, and you can one hundred percent tell because not only the videos, but the, I mean, most of your videos move you. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. just uh, not just oh, that's a cool video. And I was like, that was that video moved me to want to go do something. You know? No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you look into the into how things go right now, it's like you know, uh, um you know, TikTok and everything, it's it's really and truly like fifteen seconds, thirty oh, yeah. seconds if you're lucky. Yeah. You know, and here we are, we're pumping out minute, minute and a half reels. Uh so you you know, in order to and you know, to, to to for people to watch it, I mean it's got to be strong. Yeah, it does. You know. Yeah, it's um, gotta it's gotta move somebody. If they're gonna sit there and watch it that long, it has to be very moving or not even entertaining. Something that catches your eye and like gets to your heart you know what i mean yeah it makes you feel it makes you it makes you feel a certain way yeah well the, you know? the dang the dang god bless uh, gun dogs one about made me cry the first time i watched oh it. man that was so dude talk about moving holy cow oh that was yeah crazy what's crazy about so that is real quick what's crazy about that is is i've told my wife probably for i guess since we've been married you know God, you know, God forbid I die anytime soon, but when it's my time, it's my time. But I told her and I've told all my really, really close buddies when I die, that's how I want to be. You know, I want to be cremated and put into shotgun shells and all my buddies that are still living, you know, should go shoot one more time. And like, obviously, you know, everybody take one or two of them, but that's, and then when I seen that, I was like, dude, that's crazy. That is, that's such yeah. a moving a moving little so, video. Yeah. So, I mean, so on that, on that stance, you know, I've loaded, we've loaded a lot of, we've loaded people, yeah. dogs, 
you know, we had a guy sent his son had committed suicide, and uh, he asked if we would load his son's ashes in the shell so he could take him turkey hunting one more time. And, mm-hmm. Man, I couldn't say no. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. that's just who we are. Yeah. And uh, that says you know, a lot. You know that that, that that wasn't the first incident. Well, you know, uh, Nicole sent us her dog Z, and and you know, obviously we loaded. Not I, I said, you know, I'm gonna do a film on this. You know, because she had sent some pictures, and I did it. And man, I sat. Well, you know, I sat on that for three months because I'm like, man, like I don't want people to think that you know we're trying to make money off someone's dead dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not that's not our that's not our ethos. That's not who we are. Yeah. And uh, you know, so uh, but Kyle ended up, you know, going. He ended up <laughs> sending the video. To Nicole said, "Do you mind if we post this?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I didn't know it, and and yeah. and he ended up doing it on uh, TikTok, and it went it went pretty pretty large. But yeah. um, I mean, even at the end fight. of the day, man, it's like just that if if two people would have watched it at the end of the day, that's something she can watch. You know what I mean? It's like a, a memorial almost for for her dog. Yeah, hundred percent, man. We've probably loaded you know since that video, we probably loaded sixty, seventy dogs' ashes and shells for that's folks, crazy. and it's just. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's like, um, that's just, I mean, at the end of the day, that's just who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we pride ourselves on, we just want to be good people, yeah. good stewards to the hunting community. No you know, and if we could do something at the end of the day, if we could do something to make somebody else's, uh, you know, day better, life better, whatever it is, uh, if it's in, in the means of us getting it done, you know, we will. And that's just kind of like the same thing with, with the videos and the photos. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, 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 if I could, if I, yeah, I, you know, I hope it helps people out. I hope it touches somebody, moves somebody, you know, maybe changes their stance on something or, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or gets them in the outdoors or whatever it may be. It's just, that's just how we function, man. That's like, crazy, just, man. just be good people. That's just, yeah. at the end of the day, be a good person. Speaking of, t- you know, touching videos and stuff, the, uh, you know, I can, I'd like to hear your, hear the story of, uh, what y'all did, you know, as far as with Mossy Oak and for the Fox family and stuff like I, uh, that's pretty, man, just watching that video and seeing the, the, uh, attraction around the vest and around the ammo and all that stuff, it just goes to show like he was a legend and he, uh, there's a lot of a lot of people, man. Like I didn't realize how big. Like I said earlier, not to bring that back, but like that turkey, you know, that people get, I guess, get touched by, you know, in in the turkey industry, and how big of a deal that was. And what explain the a backstory on that about you know partnering up with uh, doing the the ammo yeah. and stuff for them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you know. Mossy Oaks right down the road from us, about yeah. 30 minutes, you know, and uh, when we started, uh, I remember, you know, you know, talking to Neil and Daniel about year two, and we started loading uh, Mr. Fox's uh, shells that he would go hunting with, uh, and it started off with like 72nd and seven, 72nd season, I believe, and uh, we would we would custom print them, so you know yeah. we'd put like seventy two, and then one of his famous quotes, and uh, we did seventy three, and then we did seventy four um, uh, for him. It had the running fox on his shells, uh, number seventy four, and uh, 
you know, that's, that's just, like I said, just going back to being a good person and, and, and helping people out, you know, it yeah. wasn't for the, the fact that they were mossy oak. It's, you know, that they were friends yeah. and, you know, that's just what we do. Uh, so when it comes to, I remember Daniel, uh, he, he called me one day. He's like, I just want to tell you something that nobody knows. Like you're literally the first person outside of the family to know this is going down. Um, and he told me about the best idea. Well, immediately we started like, this was a two, I think it was about a year and a half, two year planning process. Uh, so immediately we went into, to, to box, to shell designs and the, 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 the cigar box design. Uh, which if you've seen the cigar boxes, oh, man. Yeah. what we do, what we do with those now is like year one was black and then year two was Tom Kelly, year three is Mr. Fox. And what we're going to do is they're going to be, you know, people who have been uh, influential in the turkey hunting community every year will be a um, new box paying, paying owed to, you know, uh, people out there who are like Fox Hayes or Cush Strickland or, Harold and uh, Harold Knight and David Hale and stuff like that. But so we immediately went into the design and um, they were wanting to go that following year and then do it. And uh, obviously, so COVID supply chains pushed it back another year. Um, but uh, no, he uh, um, um, uh, we we ended up pulling together. So we we built. You know, one one through one thousand nine hundred forty four boxes. So, nineteen forty four was the year that Mr. Fox killed his first turkey, and he oh, killed wow. a turkey every year after that. That's all. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, uh, heck, we even took his old Winchester uh, Model Twelve and uh, shot it. Pattern. It was a it was a Model Twelve with a with a fixed full choke and patterned it with a two and three quarter two ounce shell, so that Daniel Neal could kill a turkey with it and. I tell you what, it shot like a scalded dog um, to just be old fixed full gun. But uh, no, man, we just we we got together on this project, Jack, and I mean it's been a uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, you know, when it comes to Apex and Mossy Oak, a lot of our our core values align very heavily. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, I, I've, I haven't got to speak to you know Mr. Toxie Hayes uh, much. You know, you know growing up i knew who he was um or you know even prior to apex but when you when you sit down and talk to him you know um it's just like us this is this transcends uh, what we do transcends beyond any monetary value that you can get um you know we sat we literally so when we did that when i did the video of us loading the shell so toxie neil and uh or neil and daniel uh, Toxie, Neil, and Daniel loaded the first 20 boxes of the Fox shells, one through 20. And um, I'm sitting there talking to Toxie, and, you know, we're talking about, he's like, you know, have you have y'all ever had anybody try to buy, you know, want to buy you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he's a fan. He's like, I stopped answering a long time ago. Yeah. And we got to talking, and he's like, you know, I do it. I don't, he's like, I don't, you know, I do it for, you know, um, you know, it's, it's he basically just says it's, it's, it's more than, it's, it's, it's beyond money, man. And he looks yeah. over at Neil and Daniel while they're loading the shells. And he's like, you know, that's, that's what I do it for right there too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta take care of my kids. And, man, it's just, it's, 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 it's really neat. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, understanding like how just 
how, you know, between Apex and Mossy Oak, I mean, our core values are like, you know, it's, 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 it's weird. It's hard for me to put yeah. in words how, how strong we align together mm-hmm. on a lot of what we do. And, you know, and I, I'll be honest with you, man, as long as there's breath in my body, <laughs> you know, I'll be, I'll be wearing green leaf for bottom land. So, That's right. Um, That's right. That's awesome, man. I, that's another thing I I wanted to touch on that you kind of did is is the packaging uh for for the shells, man. It, it just, you know when I started um shooting Apex a, a while back, I uh I really noticed just based off the social media like the packaging was crazy, and then like you said, y'all started doing the uh, the cigar box style stuff, and um and it was I was like, man, there's you know, if the, if if Apex isn't doing anything different than anybody else, which you are, the patch the packaging alone stands for itself, one hundred percent. Yeah. So our our tagline is experience your best shot, yeah. right? So you know, it's all about experiences for us. You know, shotgun shells is 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 something that we you know offer. You know, that's what we do. That's what we build. But we want we want the customer to have the full experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think for years, you know, even outside of the hunting industry, you know, uh, for a while, customers were got lost in translation. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, you know, customer service, I think, kind of fell off just yeah. just all across the board. And, yeah. and that's what we really wanted to, to bring back was, you know, a strong customer service base, uh, help people understand, you know, fix problems or or uh or you know just you know have a better you know like a patterning shells you know what i mean like yeah. you know guiding them on or just having someone to be there that answers the phone that is a guy who knows what he's talking about exactly you know yes it morphed from that into 100 oh, that's a yeah huge it's, it morphed it's it more it morphed into like how can we you know give back to our customers in a way you know, and then you know, I came up with actually came up with the the, the cigar boxes in uh, in uh, Cracker Barrel in Kentucky. You know, <laughs> and wanted wanted to do that for you know our customers who were you know, you know what we consider to be a loyal customer uh, or Apex customer. It's someone who buys three or more boxes. So yeah. if you buy three or more boxes of turkey load, you know you get this collector's uh, you know cigar box, and and once you know yeah. every year is a new one. So once one's gone, you know, it's gone and we go to the next, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, at the same time we get to, we get to pay homage to somebody who is, who has really been a, a, uh, a factor in the turkey hunting industry. And then, uh you know, be able to give something, uh, you know, for our customers to, you know, remember that year by, you know, no doubt. Cause when, you know, when they bought those shells in that year, I'm guarantee you a lot of them can probably recite every hunt from that year and tell you how (laughs) they all went. Yeah. No doubt, man. That's crazy, man. Uh, that uh, everything, everything that Apex does is you know top of the line. And for people to listen, you know, just because Apex is a sponsor, I'm we're we're not. That's not why we talk so good about the product or the people when they're on. You hear us talk about you know the product and the people throughout the year. So for you know. Uh, Jared, for you, I mean, you, this is the first time we've really had like a lengthy conversation. One thing that we we pride ourselves on 
with with sponsors is on this podcast is you know obviously you have to have a product that we we use and we typically use them before we even talk about sponsorships and but one thing we're big on is the relationship and me and uh you know i like i said i didn't know you till a few weeks ago i met you at the at the uh nwtf show but we knew kyle and we had a relationship with him uh from his previous work and we had him on then and talked and we've talked ever since. And just like one thing we're, we're real big on is, is relationship. Like you could have a great product, you could have the best product, but if, you know, we want to bring it to our, you know, people that listen to, to what we have to say or, or our followers, we want it to be something great. And then the people to be great, because if the people are great, you probably have a good customer service base and you touched on that you know, earlier. And, uh, that's one thing we really, really pride ourselves on when it comes to sponsors is someone that's gonna, you know, obviously first set a good product in, in the consumer's hand. And then to, um, have some, some form of great customer service or just people in general, you know, and yeah, that's what we we try to do. Yeah. You know, I like I said, we've 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 had some a, a sponsor, a couple sponsors on that were, you know, they made a really, really, really good product and probably one of the best. But like when it comes down to to the customer service or you know relationships between us and them, like if it if it doesn't seem right from the get go or if it just doesn't work out, then I just don't feel like my customer or the people listening to this podcast are going to buy the product are going to enjoy, you know, if something, you know, if they need to call you, they, you know, they should be able to, to get something done, you know, and that's what we, we try to do. And y'all have done so very good. And we, we absolutely love apex. And like I said earlier, you know, your photography and videography is top notch. And I didn't know it's only been four years, but damn dude, that <laughs> keep, keep it up. I can only imagine where you're going to be at in 10 years. You may be making movies about this stuff but uh uh well i'm starting some long format stuff now so that's awesome man that's awesome for real we uh we can't thank you enough for taking your time uh to come on on talk uh talk to us about you know your background and apex and all your photography and everything y'all have got going on man um for the people that are listening that don't know where to follow you know you and apex you can go ahead and plug plug the social media yeah so it's just uh, obviously facebook is apex ammunition and then uh instagram for uh, apex is apex underscore ammunition and then uh pretty much all my stuff is all apex's stuff is my stuff so yeah. Uh, but, uh, my personal page is, uh, J, uh, underscore Lewis photo. So, um, if you, if you like, like movie type reels, that was, that will be where you can find some. That's it, man. Got man some really good ones them. on there for you sure. You got them for sure. <laughs> thank you again for coming on, man. And thank you. Uh, thank you for being a part of this podcast and, uh, we'll, we'll see you down, down the line. I'm, I, I imagine. Stand for my man. Well, I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely, yes, sir, man. We'll talk to you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir.
There we are, uh, Mr. Jared Lewis from Apex Ammunition. Y'all go check it out. Uh, proud sponsor of the podcast. We love their their stuff. And if you uh, if you haven't checked, uh, seen his personal page, obviously he posts it all on Apex as well. Definitely go check it out. I'm not just saying it because he's on. He definitely, man, the content the guy puts out is absolutely incredible. Go check it out. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Quack Shack Podcast. And uh, the little intro we did, we're trying something out, okay? We got some big stuff in the works for y'all listening. Hopefully within the next couple weeks, we'll be able to give y'all the big news. But uh, this is going to be the new intro. So um, I hope you like it. And outro, I guess. I hope you like it. Um, give us your feedback. Hit me up on Instagram at the Quack Shack Podcast. I will answer you. Um, give us your feedback on the the, the new intro slash outro. Uh, we're on YouTube at the Quack Shack Podcast. We haven't. We're not posting anything on there yet. Uh, but this summer we will start. And like I said, I hope we can share the news very, very, very soon. Go check us out on YouTube at the Quack Shack Podcast, just like the podcast, just like the Instagram. Go check us out. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. We really are trying to blow this thing up on YouTube, guys. Uh, you'll be able to see our ugly faces talk to uh, some great guests. And um, uh, we, we've got – man, I, I, I can't say – I got to – I got to – I got to send us off, guys. I'm going to say something I don't need to say, but here we go. Thank you for listening to another episode. Listen, you know, one thing we can all agree on is we all like to consume music. And in order to do that, you have to have a speaker. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably an outdoorsman or trying to get into it. TurtleBox Audio is the speaker for the outdoorsman. One, they're loud, they're waterproof, and extremely durable. And when I say loud, I, it, it's they're loud. Don't hey, they're loud. And not only that, guess what? You're having a party. Your buddy comes and brings his two. Pair them together, even louder. You can jam your favorite songs whether you're on the boat. By the fire, grilling out, you name it, they've got the speaker for you. Go check out Turtlebox Audio on Instagram or turtleboxaudio.com. Use code QUACKSHACK at checkout to save you some money. These things are loud, they're durable, they're waterproof. Go get you one. QUACKSHACK pod, excuse me, QUACKSHACK. Use code QUACKSHACK at checkout. Hey, I know there's a lot of public land hunters on this podcast, and maybe you just have access to a lot of land with a big lake. To access that water, you need a boat. And when it comes to boats, you want something that's built by a craftsman. Something mass-produced, you know, sometimes they miss, they miss things. We have... A, a new sponsor, Hybrid Boat Co., out of Louisiana, that is a boat-building sucker. Our boy Luke over there has some of the nicest-looking boats. The 
I, it's crazy the uh, the concepts he comes up with for these boats. They look good. They're durable. They perform well. You name it, they've got it over there. Go check out Hybrid Boat Co. on Instagram or hybridboatco.com. Check out some of the options he has. Maybe shoot him an email. Tell him some options you want added your boat. They've got it over there. American made here in Louisiana by a true craftsman. Hybridboatco.com.